Hey, welcome to the Agency Blueprint, the podcast for agency owners looking to explore strategies for scaling a truly profitable agency, reducing stress, and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, business coach and contract CFO to agencies. To download a free copy of my international best-selling book, The Agency Blueprint, go to creativeagencysuccess.com. Hey, everyone. Today, we have Cameron Scott. He's the founder of Sales Squared, a LinkedIn lead generation agency, and Outspace Group, a sales strategy company. He is focused on helping B2B companies achieve more sales and growth, now serving over 250 clients globally. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cameron. Hey, Rob, no problem at all. Good to be with you. So, I mean, we, we actually work together, um, and I know that LinkedIn is a powerful tool, but I wanted to hear from you, and if you can share with the group, uh, why LinkedIn is so powerful and why LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, I guess for us, LinkedIn is unique in the marketplace. So it's essentially for us just a database of 600 million contacts where we can be extremely targeted with basically anyone we want to reach out to. So if your target market is, you know, senior executives in technology companies in you know Washington, D.C., then you can reach out to them. You know, if it's SME owners in, you know, London, then you can reach out to them. So whoever kind of your target market is then we can be extremely um, targeted, if you like, in terms of reaching out to those individuals. And really, you know, it's, it's tricky to do that. You know, we can do that through other um, social platforms, but I guess the benefit of LinkedIn as well is we can actually reach out to people. And for us, I suppose, the quickest way to generate conversation with a potential client is you know, simply reach out to them for a conversation. One of the things that really hit me there was the quickest way right? I mean, in a lot of marketing strategies, there's long nurturing sequences that mm. you have to go through. What is a typical time frame that you see with LinkedIn that starts to generate results and leads? I mean, it can be right away. It, it obviously depends on the message. So the messaging is important on LinkedIn. And I think everyone at this point has probably received pitches on LinkedIn. And sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not so good. Um, a lot of the time they kind of sound like a, a marketing brochure is just being regurgitated at you. And it's like very feature heavy, not really focusing on the customer, not really focusing on the, you know, the challenge at hand. So we need to get that right. First and foremost, we need to get the message on point, but if that message is right, if it's targeted at the right person, if it's relevant, if it's solving their challenge, essentially, then you, know, you can generate a conversation today you know you can reach out to someone right away and have a conversation on your calendar within a week so you know it can be very very fast which you know i understand isn't necessarily the case with you know there's nothing wrong with having longer term kind of lead nurturing campaigns but they can be a little bit more slow burners compared to as we say just reaching out to a target market individual messaging is so important i know that in the experience of working with you as well making sure that we go through and have that messaging very clearly uh, defined as well as making sure we're positioning from a value position with that prospect is so incredibly important mm. um, so as professionals we all have linkedin profiles um, but i imagine most don't really utilize their profiles to the full extent um, how would you recommend that people take advantage of their profile and linkedin opportunities yeah, I mean, I think going back like probably quite a while now, like 10 years, maybe LinkedIn used to be kind of like just a CV that you'd have online, right? And it'd just be kind of listing off here's, here's my experience, here are the roles I've had. It's changed a lot since then. And now the way that we see that we should be positioning our kind of LinkedIn profile 
is really focus it around your customer. You know, who is that client avatar that you want to focus on? What are their challenges? What do they want to achieve? What are their aspirations, you know? And then marry up your solution to solving those challenges. So your whole profile really, of course, we need to build in a little bit of social proof and talk about the great things that you know, you've done. But at the same time, that needs to be in relation to, you know, I've done these great things, which means I'm well served to solve your challenges, your problems. So that's one opportunity that I see is a lot of, um, you know, we work with a lot of coaches, we work with a lot of consulting companies, um, agencies as well. And one of the things is, you know, they, they've kind of got their profile in terms of this is our accolades. This is all the awards we've won. This is this, this and that. Whereas it should be, our focus is on solving X challenge for x kind of customers and we've done this many many times and we're well placed to do this so if we can kind of flip that a little bit and just make sure from a profile perspective that's in place and then obviously later down the line a messaging process is in place then you know we're resonating and that's the goal you know linkedin can and should be a platform to resonate with your market to engage them and to generate quality conversation and we're not going to do that by just shouting how great we are we're going to do that by really tailoring our approach to you know who it is we want to work with i think that's that's really important right i mean so there's your what i heard from you was that it's part uh value it's part making sure what is your offer and really clearly defining that in your profile mm. what are certain areas of your profile should we really be looking at to making sure that the, it's being seen right because there's so many different places from where you've worked to the about sections to the title and even the banner that I see being missed in so many mm. profiles. So what areas should we be focusing on to make sure that our profile is really defined and, and the messaging there is clear? Yeah, I mean, I think you covered a few of the, the main points there. Obviously, profile summary is important. Um, you can have, you know, kind of a process there where it, it kind of leads with, as we say, who is that client avatar? What challenges do you solve? Uh, what are your solutions? Testimonials, I think, are really, really important. So it's a lot more powerful to have someone else say how great you are than how you say how great you are so if we can get some testimonials on there that's going to be uh, that's going to be powerful uh, from there you know the basics make sure your profile picture is solid you know just a nice professional headshot shot smiling is uh, is you know often uh, good and uh, the banner as well yeah i think that makes you know the profile look more professional so all you really need is that presence if you can get you know uh, testimonials on there from clients recommendations uh, things like that you know that that can be great as well but it just needs to be a nice professional looking profile that's tailored to the client we don't need to be doing too many fancy things um, another good thing i think is to do is to make use of the featured section so for most clients i recommend kind of two key bits of, of content in there so one is going to be a um, some form of website so it could be a direct link to a website um, I know you work with a lot of agencies, Rob, it could be a portfolio on there. Um, it could be a link to testimonials. And then the other key piece of content could be uh, kind of a transitional call to action. So it could be sign up to an email list. It could be sign up to you know, a, a lead magnet, some kind of free tool. So there's two places where people can go to basically check, check out you and then also gain some value from you. That's awesome. Some great advice there everyone. Um, so when it comes to being able to generate leads and really be able to grow a business, I, I really believe that consistency is really important. Mm. So what would your recommendations be in staying consistent to be able to achieve scale from LinkedIn? What can agencies do to allow for them to be able to really truly utilize LinkedIn appropriately in scale? 
Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Consistency is key. So we need to be consistently reaching out to the right people. I think a lot of people get scared as soon as they get one kind of rejection, one negative response, uh, even somebody saying, you know, you shouldn't be pitching me or you shouldn't be reaching out to, to you know, to, to me because it's not the right thing to do. Uh, the reality is if you've got something genuine to help that potential client and you can solve their challenges, then you should feel a sense of obligation to reach out to them and to, to see how you can support them. So consistently finding and identifying people who would be a good fit, engaging with them. And I, I, there are a, couple, a kind of couple of cool schools of thoughts in this. Some people say, you know, it's great to do like many, many sequences where it's like I had one the other day where somebody uh, kind of connected me and said, uh, hey, Cameron, I'm looking to get a dog. Can you recommend, um, you know, what, what breed I should get? Um, and also like, I like bacon. Can you share something about yourself? And it's like, well, I can see where he's going. He's gonna try and get me to answer that and say, by the way, I offer this, you know, do you want to work with me? We tend to stay away from that. We think, you know, let's be direct. Let's be gently direct. So let's figure out, you know, who is, your target customer, what is their biggest challenge right now? And it may be a few, you can kind of hypothesize. And obviously, you know, Rob, something we do is split testing various messages to kind of figure out what the key challenge is. Um, and then let's lead in with, look, you have this challenge. I've helped a lot of people like yourself. If you have this challenge, you know, let's have a conversation. It's not going to be a pitch. It's going to be a chance for us to you know, bounce ideas. If we can support you, great. If not, no problem. You know, glad to make the connection. So you know, gently direct, we don't need to create pressure, we don't need to be pushy, but we do need to be confident in that you have a challenge, I can solve it, let's chat. So that's that's the way we find. Um, of course, you know, there's, you won't get everyone responding, you might get, you know, maybe three, 5% of people coming back and saying, sure, let's have a conversation. There is scope to go back, follow those people up a couple of times, you know, you get a few more responses that way. And then at the end of the day, they're connections. So they're also seeing all the content that you put out there, via LinkedIn, you know, they're being exposed to that. And in six months time, you know, they may, might not respond immediately in six months time, maybe they have the challenge, then reach out to them again, see if they have the challenge, you know, it's they can be a connection for the next 10 years. And you can consistently reach out to them every now and again, whilst you're also consistently building in new connections and reaching out to them. And the result is, you know, you're going to have more conversations, you're going to directly get to speak with people based on their challenges and based on how you can you know, solve those challenges. So yeah, consistency, really, really crucial. You might have a bad month, you know, you might, Christmas might be quiet, you know, the middle of summer might be quiet, but if you just keep that consistency up, you will find that conversations start flowing in. So many really important nuggets of just greatness in what you just said from making sure that to positioning and understanding, right, that you're creating value for that prospect and understanding that if you're help if you're able to actually help them accomplish their goals then you're actually doing them a service and making sure that you're reaching out to them i mean really the worst case scenario is that they say no and you move on to the next person right that's worst case scenario um i'm exactly. a very i'm a very firm believer in offering all the services that you can offer that'll help the client accomplish their goal um, and not in a Machiavellian way, right? You are the expert. You're really going to help them accomplish their their goals and those results. And so positioning yourself from that point of authority and knowing that you can help them is, is just huge and key. 100%. When it comes to generating leads, I believe that focusing on the consumer is truly best. Um, I would imagine that the same uh, on LinkedIn, right? So what in the messaging would you say is the piece that you really want to start off with that allows for them to really be able to engage with what you're saying? 
Yeah, so the message is the key. It's absolutely crucial. You know, it's it's easy enough to find and identify people who would be a great client on paper, but if you don't send the right message to them, you're not going to have a conversation with them, basically. So again, there are a lot of bad examples out there. Um, try to avoid just reeling off like every single feature uh, that you have and really try and instead focus on them. You know, so we kind of have a six steps that we think are really, really important when kind of defining the message and creating the message. So number one is to kind of lead with your avatar in mind. So think about who that kind of ideal client is for yourself and then make sure the message is tailored towards them. So if you work with, you know, manufacturing companies of a certain size in a certain location, then make sure that you're pretty much upfront saying, look, I work with manufacturing companies um, just like yours. So that's, that's kind of the first step. Um, secondly, kind of define what are the aspirations for that particular client. So, you know, what do they want to achieve uh, within their, you know, within their business, uh, whether that's personally, professionally, whatever it is, the service that you're providing. Thirdly, it's the challenge. So after you've defined their aspiration, you've got to kind of define what is the challenge and you know, what's blocking them from achieving what they want to achieve. And that's going to be basically the challenge that you help to solve that kind of swiftly moves us into the solution. So being fairly specific about the solution, and you'll notice like this whole sequence is quite specific because at the end of the day, what you want to do is generate qualified leads. You don't just want to generate networking conversations. Networking is great, but for the purpose of a sales development campaign, then you want them to be qualified focused conversations. So being fairly specific about the solution, you know, if you're an agency that could be talking about the, the specific um, model of what you offer, whether that's, you know, creative or strategy or whatever that might be. You know, if you're a coach, be specific about, you know, is it leadership coaching? Is it operational coaching and then whatnot? From there, we want to create a little bit of social proof, which is essentially, this is your chance to bake in any testimonials, any big name clients you've worked with. Uh, statistics can work well here, you know, the, the kinds of ROI you've achieved for other clients. Um, use it, you know, with with, with caution, don't just make it all about social proof because there, there is the temptation there to kind of run back into that. You know, it's, it's all about me when it's not, it's about the customer. So, you know, use it sparingly, but definitely it helps. And then finally, a call to action, a nice, clear, concise call to action. It's really easy for them to take the next step. You know, what is that going to be? Is it going to be a 30 minute consultation? Is it going to be simply asking for their number so you can give them a, you know, a 10 minute call? So make that really clear what the call to action is, what action you want them to take, because if you don't do that, they're not going to take that action. And also try and make it a little bit value driven. So uh, maybe suggest that you're going to share some, you know, three key trends that you're seeing in the market right now that they can apply right away, you know, for example. So try and make it a little bit compelling as well on that call to action so that it's not just a kind of a case of, hey, let me get on the phone and pitch you. It's a case of, look, we're going to have an open, honest conversation. We're going to see what your challenges are. And we're going to see if, if, you know, I can provide some value on the call and maybe there'll be a fit for us to continue that conversation. So much amazing advice in that. I hope you guys were all taking notes when he was going through that and making sure that your messaging is really clearly defined. That was great, Cameron. Thank you for sharing awesome. that. No problem. One of the things you were talking about there is about building a network and community right? And that you want to make sure that they're qualified. What sort of aspects would you give in how to actually build the right network and community on LinkedIn for agency owners? 
Yeah, so I think it, it, you know, it goes back to defining who are the kinds of people that you want to work with. And I know that, um, that, that you talk about niche, uh, Robert, and that's you know, something that's quite important. So thinking about you know, who is that niche, because at, at the end of the day, if you're going to define your profile around a specific niche, uh, so for example, you know, manufacturing, technology, whatever the industry is that you want to focus on, and also you know, the service that you provide, you want to be building up contacts that are really relevant for that. And also your messaging is going to be relevant to that. The content you put out is going to be relevant to that. So you're really kind of building up that position of thought leadership in a sense, you know, a position of authority. You know, you are the go-to agency or business that solves this particular challenge for these particular kinds of companies, this particular industry. So I'd say that's, you know, that's, that's the main one. It's about creating relevance there. And that's the beauty of LinkedIn. You can pretty much build your network with whoever you want to build it with. You know, most people are open to accepting a profile that going back to the start of the, of the podcast, you know, if, if it looks solid, if it looks professional, if it looks like you're adding some value, then they're going to be intrigued. You know, they're going to want to connect with you. So make use of that, you know, build out a really solid network over time. And you can basically build a community that you're consistently adding value to, you're consistently getting in front of. And over time, if you're building up a network of, you know, 5,000, 10,000 target connections, and you put out a piece of content, that's probably going to be seen by, you know, maybe a tenth of them, which is, you know, potentially a thousand people who are all within your target market. And to get that kind of reach on any other platform, you're going to have to pay for that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that is really important to have that, that relevance within your network. Yeah, that's definitely something that I see. I've, I've spent a lot of time now going through making sure that my network is directly with my target demographic. Um, but having great engagement with the things that I'm posting, consistently providing value and giving advice allows for you to really be able to have a lot of impact on the industry that you're serving. So I think that that's so incredibly important mm -hmm. and lots of great advice there. So a lot of what we're talking about is direct marketing. And when we're looking at inbound marketing and content marketing has grown a lot in recent mm -hmm. years. Uh, do you think that direct marketing still has a true place in today's world when someone and everyone's talking about content marketing? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of value in content marketing and I'm definitely not one of those people who's kind of dogmatic. I think there's value in all marketing channels and marketing strategies. And, and I'm always skeptical when people kind of really kind of demonize one, one type of marketing. And it does seem like direct marketing is one of those ones the, you know, probably in the same ilk as cold calling, where people just have some kind of uh, <laughs> despise for, uh, for, for, you know, direct marketing. But the fact is, it works very well. And as long as you have something of value to offer, as long as your message is on point, then you can literally find and identify somebody who's a perfect, perfect fit for you. And if you can skillfully communicate with them via direct marketing, whether that is LinkedIn, whether that is email or any other you know, form of, of direct messaging platform there is out there, then you can generate conversation. You can generate conversation very, very quickly. And you can really find people and filter people that have that direct challenge. And the other benefit of that is you create that personal, um, I don't know, that personal feel that you don't necessarily get with a piece of content. You know, it, it's a personal message directly aimed at another person. And of course, you know, we need to, in a sense, standardize this, that we can actually test it over time and find what's working. But with good copywriting skills, you can actually create messaging that seems 
like it's you know personal and that's because we're reaching out to specific people with specific challenges if you're a business owner if you've been in business long enough you know those challenges really really well so you can actually articulate that in a way that it's you know really makes sense for that prospect uh, to understand that and to want to have a conversation so i definitely think direct marketing has got its place um if anything you know it's 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 something that's quite saturated um as with probably quite a lot of different marketing channels but it's saturated with a lot of poor approaches going back to those those approaches that we discussed earlier people not putting enough thought into it thinking you know great i can reach out to people that are in my you know in my target market and then just kind of putting out something that's you know this is me this is why i'm so great this is why i should buy a product this is all the features this is a, an attachment to our brochure this is an attachment to our website blah 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 whereas if we can as going back to the you know the messaging framework make something that's relevant to your target avatar then you have the opportunity to literally schedule a conversation with anybody that you like as long as the message is, is on point that's great there was something that you said there that really made my ears sort of perk up a bit and you, you said testing right mm. and i i think that testing and measurement is at the core of marketing and at the core of business really is it the same with linkedin and with the strategies that we're talking about today 100 percent. so with with direct messaging it needs to be tested because if you're reaching out to a couple of thousand people over the course of you know a year for example the difference between a 1% conversion rate between a 3% conversion rate between a 5% conversion rate could literally mean tens or hundreds of uh, of your needs you know of conversations within that time frame so really definitely yeah, test what you're doing and create several approaches that you think you know might work and might work well and then get out there and start testing that start analyzing that start figuring out okay how many messages do i need to send to generate x amount of conversations into my calendar and you'll start to find that some messages perform really, really well. Some messages perform very average and some messages don't perform at all. And if you were to just kind of pick one by luck, you know, you might get the good one or you might get the one that doesn't perform at all. And then you've kind of burnt through all of those contacts when they could have been really good conversations for you. So, yeah, absolutely. The testing is probably the most important piece, to be honest, because if we don't test, then we don't know what works and we can't scale what works. That's awesome. And I, I think so incredibly important in using data to drive decision making is at the core of what I always suggest with clients. So I um, definitely should have some reporting aspect to everything that you do in marketing. I, I'm a firm, firm believer in that. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, everything that we're doing right now is with the goal of getting a sale, right? So what would be your approach uh, to allow for this, that lead that is being generated in LinkedIn, right? Because it is a different type of lead. Someone may not have been nurtured for quite as long. So is there a different way that we need to handle the leads that are coming in from LinkedIn that we would handle from, say, a social media ad or uh, a brokered purchase list or any other way of generating leads? Is there a specific way that you recommend handling these leads? I think when you when you generate a conversation via you know cold direct outreach essentially then there's always going to be that kind of sense of a little bit of nervousness maybe if you haven't done it very often because you're the one that reached out to them it's not like an inbound lead where they've kind of reached out to you and said oh what you do sounds so great or a referral where it's like there's that kind of warmness so there is going to be a process that you kind of need to 
land on uh, to be able to convert essentially those you know those conversations uh, but at the same time like one mistake that i see quite a lot is people just going into kind of a, like salesman mode a little bit and getting a little bit too pitchy when they get onto that first conversation it's like the it's like funny, like their voice even changes. Like they go into like salesman voice. It's like, hi, how are you doing? Like kind of just getting straight into like that, that zone. So what we find is that first things first, speak to people like humans. So you know, when you have that cold conversation, um, don't go straight into a pitch, you know, feel them out a little bit, maybe have a little bit of uh, a little bit of small talk, you know, ask them, you know, where they're based, um, you know, what, what, what how their day is going, you know, even you know, what the weather's like, create that kind of, interconnection right away so that you're not coming across as oh this person has just um, reached out to me on linkedin and now they want to pitch me straight away so build that kind of rapport at the beginning and then one thing that i find is really really effective uh, for for our clients is to actually kind of follow on from that message a little bit refer to it and maybe just say hey you know i mentioned in my message um, we see these these two challenges in the market right now um, one is x the other is x um, can you relate to that? You know, is there, is there any other challenges that you'd add to that to that list at all? And then that immediately gets them talking about their challenges and turns it into more of a consultative conversation where you can really tackle the, you know, the problems, the challenges that they have within their business. And the conversation will just flow from there as opposed to kind of having that stiff um, kind of monologue of a, of a conversation that will probably just end in them saying, great, you know, send me over your proposal and then you never hear from them again. Um, try and build that little bit of rapport, that little bit of warmness, uh, because you are going to need to do that at the beginning, because people are always going to be a little bit wary, because they haven't met you yet, they don't know who you are. Sure, you had a good message, and it resonated with them, but they're still going to be a bit skeptical. So yeah, don't be afraid to just have a you know, human conversation with people. And don't feel the need that you have to close it on the first meeting. You know, that first meeting is more about building that rapport, uh, making sure that they have a challenge, uh, making sure the trust is there. And then usually what works for most clients is to kind of lock in a next step once you've understood, you know, okay, this is a good fit. Uh, there is a challenge that can be solved here and our solution you know, could do that. So let's get another step booked in from there. You said so many really important things there. There was one aspect of what you said that made me smile because right before going into recording this episode, I was consulting with a client and I was telling them, um, after reviewing one of their sales meetings that I was telling them, you know, that no one really likes to be sold to, right? That it's really important to connect with them. And I, I've heard another um, sales coach say something along the lines of, you know, the only person that goes into a conversation that is overly friendly and overly vivacious is either a salesperson or a mm -hmm. friend. You're not a friend, so that automatically puts you into that sales bucket. So if you're going into a conversation really excited and trying to be overly friendly, then they're immediately putting you into the sales bucket and immediately in a defensive position. Mm -hmm. If you go in, if you go into the conversation, as you were saying, as a human wanting to connect with them, you're creating rapport, you're creating a relationship, which ultimately is more likely to result in a sale. And a lot of what you're saying was about having essentially a very clear and structured sales process which is so incredibly important to be able to actually have scale and reliable results from your sales process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Well, 
Thank you so much for joining us today, Cameron. Um, I know that you're offering the Agency Blueprint Podcast listeners a free 30-minute strategy consultation. Can you share with everyone how they can reach out and take advantage of that offer? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, LinkedIn, obviously, is a great way to, uh, to reach me. So yeah, if you just type in Cameron Scott, then you can definitely find me there. And uh, yeah, feel free to connect and uh, we, can, uh, we can have a conversation for sure. Um, we also have on there a guide, um, a sales strategy guide uh, that is basically based around creating your messaging. So it goes kind of step by step into that process that we discussed a little bit today, the six steps, um, and also has uh, yeah a little bit of insight around how to create messaging. Um, you know, if you want to create sales, obviously the first stage of that is creating messaging, um, both in the lead generation process, but also in the sales process. So that's something that uh, a lot of people have found really helpful as well. But um, yeah, always happy to connect and just uh, yeah have a chat. And if it goes somewhere, fantastic. Um, but at the very least, you know, we'll uh, we'll make that connection. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'll also include links to that in the show notes, everyone. Uh, thank you again so much for joining us today, Cameron. It was great chatting with you about all of these strategies, and I hope that it provided a ton of value for all you listeners. Awesome. Thanks so much, Robert. Enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us today on the Agency Blueprint Podcast. To find out more, go to agencyblueprintpodcast.com. For links mentioned in this episode, please check out the show notes. As always, go to creativeagencysuccess.com to jumpstart your agency today.